liftoff and the clock has started. Life. This is episode 212, recording on October 19th. That's not correct. Let's start <laughs> over. Hello, everyone, and welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 212, recording on October 9th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson. This week, we are going to be discussing games going gold, Overwatch launching, question mark, uh, the much-awaited Super Mario trailer, what we've been playing, and more. To do this, I have with me as always Shannon STD Cardmore. What's up, dude? That was a meme worthy moment this week, and I'm glad all of us have mismatched phones so my joke falls flat on its face when I'm trying to send it to you guys. But, um, but yeah, just so you uh, know, I got it. I got it. Good, 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 good. Yeah, Justin is the only one that's throwing off my groove out here. Like I'm, I'm throwing out dimes, and he's just turning them into pennies. But um, you know, it, it's okay. We 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 were throwing the uh, the save the dates out for our wedding this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sent them all out. Uh, got them all to uh, you know, start getting text messages of the excitement. And uh, my mom, um, you know, in our group chat with no context, was just like, "Got my STD card today." Oh boy. <laughs> Oh and, boy! Uh, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, I've never heard a save the date card uh, use that acronym or like the, you know, the initials STD. Makes sense now on the back end, but you know, I mean, when you're there, might be a reason why you've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was funny, and I did try to send it to both Zach and Justin because, but because Justin has an Android phone, um, for some reason it bricks any like multimedia message I try to send him. So he basically got the text that I responded to um, with the picture and not the picture. So I had to explain the joke to him, which, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then hilarity ensued. It's kind of like when Netflix does the subtitles. That's just descriptions of what's going on on screen. <laughs> yeah. So somehow my daughter turned on uh, that feature for Gabby's Dollhouse, and it was <laughs> hilarious to just be like, "Cakey jumps up and spins in the air. Sprinkles go everywhere." Like, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it for uh, sight challenged individuals, but like as someone that didn't have those issues, it was very entertaining to just sit there and listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> My daughter was thrilled. Also joining us, Justin Stigmata Carter. <laughs> Man, yeah, dude, this week was a doozer for me. Uh, you know, I I went out. It was a nice day. It's been nice in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. been, you know, in like the 80s and stuff. You know, in the mornings, it's not miserable anymore. Like, so I was like, you know, that's a good time that I'm gonna go around. You know, do bust out the old skateboard, do a couple laps around the park, around the neighborhood. You know, have a good time. Uh, I, I was doing just fine, and then I was going down the street, and I always skate towards traffic because when I have headphones in and stuff, you know, you don't want to skate like car come behind you and hit mm-hmm. you. So as I'm going, you know, there's another guy on a skateboard coming down the sidewalk this way, and there's a car coming towards me. So I'm like, oh, I need to get over. And I turn around, and look, and now there's a car coming behind me. So I started to panic. I was like, oh shit! So I tried to like speed up to get over across the street to the sidewalk, and when I did that, I lost control of the board. 
and then proceeded to eat shit. And I, uh, I kicked and flipped my way down uh, 31st Avenue and bounced on my hip. And then I had to pick up my do the scoop of shame and pick my board up out of the middle of the road. And my phone flew out of my pocket. And yes, I have these lovely uh, scars on my uh, palms here. And I got a little vampire bite on the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. My hip is bruised to shit. I scraped some of the hair off my leg on my left side because I skid in the middle of the road. So fun times all around. Needless to say, I'm on Amazon right now looking at a tech decks because uh, that's about all I can uh, afford to be doing. I can't be taking spills like that at 32 anymore. So I was just, I was just curious. So was it the tech decks that led to being like, Oh, I haven't skateboarded in 10 years. I could dust this off and do it. You again. know, honestly, <laughs> like a little bit, I like, I like to do like, I still do bust out my, like I go around and it's like, I don't do tricks or anything, but it's like, I just like going around the neighborhood, you know, put on, put on some you know jams and like skateboard around and stuff it's like one of the few things i do like enjoy doing but yeah i've I've, uh you know i've got my old and by this point jesus it's probably 20 year old uh like wide body fishboard uh that i'll i'll still cruise around my neighborhood in and like you i'm not i'm not jumping off curbs anymore i'm not doing kick flips or spins or any of that crap i'm i'm going i'm just cruising like I should buy a longboard because that's all I really want to do is I just want to cruise around. Uh, but yes, I have often thought as my six foot tall, 220 pound ass, if I bail, like it's, I don't know if I'm going to recover from it. <laughs> you know, like my dog used to drag me around the neighborhood. Like I would just like ride, like he would be my uh, sled dog, you know, and I would just cruise around behind him. But He's old now, and I, I'm like, all right, come on, Murph, go. And he just stops and looks back at me like, no, nah, no, we're not doing this. Like, <laughs> like nah, I'm old. I'm old guy. Like, we're not doing this anymore. You don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah, Let's yeah. just save ourselves the misery. <laughs> like, both our knees are shot, dude. Like, come on. Come on. Like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so uh, as someone that has had like back issues though how how did your back hold up justin because that was actually like I, I know in the discord i'm like is it wrong that i'm laughing it's wrong that i'm laughing is it <laughs> uh but i actually did have concern for your overall well-being so how, how was your back so my back is fine luckily that's the thing is um my 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 hands absorbed most of the shock and that's why my palms are like so fucked and like my wrists are really fucking like even though like my wrist hands hurt from scraping against the pavement my wrists are just lucky you're lucky you didn't break them like to be mm, honest because yes. because no. it, it sounds like you landed face first so your hands out to catch yourself right yeah because i didn't hit my head or like yeah. like the three contact points were like both my palms and my fucking hip made contact and then and, i just like rolled and of course my legs like skid or whatever as i went but and I know um, you weren't, and I know you weren't wearing a helmet because you're not a fucking nerd. So yeah, no, I, I'm wearing exactly what I was wearing. Now, man. Just skirt, shorts, some fucking Vans. I had nothing on me, but I had a dream in my fucking phone and headphones, and that was it. So you know, the one thing that would worry me is like you got all that fine tattoo work on your arms. Like I would be like, dude, like I am not scratching so, these bad boys. Funny enough, that was my first concern. Like my first when I hit because my right elbow also hit the ground when I first made contact, and I was like, oh fuck! And I was so concerned that I, like scraped the shit out of my art. My right arm was completely fine. I was like, whoo! Like as my palms are like bleeding out, I'm just like on the side of the street. Like man, that could have been worse. Could have fucked up my my like 
ten thousand dollar fucking tattoo arm over here. As someone that had to have shoulder surgery through one of my tattoos, let me tell you that fear is is great. And I like <laughs> I'm going under and telling the surgeon like, don't mess it up too much. Like, please, please don't fuck this up. <laughs> just do yeah. one of those horror movie things where, like, you just cut above the tattoo and just peel the skin back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. New York like and then peel it back over. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Trust me. <laughs> like, um, it's okay. <laughs> but I do have to say, the guy did amazing work. It's You have to be looking for it to see it. So it's it's pretty impressive. Um, well, I'm happy you survived. That was That was nice. I would have been bummed if you would have been uh, seriously injured, Justin. So, yeah, because you know. guys, you've heard this podcast with two hosts and it sucks. So, you know, I'm glad we don't have to go hunting for another host. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, usually that's when I'm not here, but. Um, Ooh. Okay. Just, Ooh. Wow. What? 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 Oh, did what? I? Oh, I said that out loud. Oh, Are we sorry. catching strays over here, Justin? <laughs> we're catching strays? Dude, what? I don't. Zuzak came to play hardball this week. <laughs> <laughs> His Raiders must be losing. <laughs> oh, they play, they're going to get slaughtered tomorrow. Dude. It's fine. Speaking playing. of slaughtering, you're kicking my ass right now in fantasy football. League. Like I looked at the fantasy football league today and it uh-huh. was like, you had like 160 points and I had like 60 and I was like, bro, like I'm not even going to look at the rest of the games today. Like let's, this is uh, a joke. Okay. Let's get an updated score. Hold on. I'm going to look <laughs> at it right now. Let's see the embracer group match up. Uh, okay, it's it's not as bad as it was, Shannon. I am winning one thirty five to one hundred five. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, but you're pro- what's show. the projected? What's the projected? I mean, the projected is one fifty four to one twenty three. I've got a ninety three percent chance of winning at this point. But hey, you know, it's the third quarter. Lamar Jackson could go nuclear. It, it could become a game because uh, mm. all I'm done. So, oh wait, no, I've got Devonte Adams tomorrow. So anyway. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so I, uh, man, I had a week, you guys. Uh, so I was in a wedding on Thursday. I'm not sure who gets married on a Thursday, but I was in it and I was the best man. And so I had to do all the wedding uh, shenanigans, the rehearsal dinner and whatnot all week. And man, I'm just not made for late nights on a week anymore. Like, especially back-to-back late nights. And they were up in San Francisco, so I had to, like, you know, drive late at night and everything. It was just, man. And I don't drink anymore, so I'm sitting around at this rehearsal dinner, like, yeah, I'll get another cup of coffee. Have have another (laughs) cup of coffee. (laughs) And people are just progressively getting sloppy around me, you know? So it was was fine. It was fun. Uh, I had to give a speech, and... So I've said this before on the podcast. I, it's the one thing I can do. I can talk. Um, you wouldn't know it by listening to this. But uh, <laughs> and and it's funny because the whole day, everyone was coming up to me being like, what's going to be in your speech? Like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? And the whole time I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. And, and people were like, are you just making that up? Did you have anything written down? Like, and I'm like, no, I have no idea what I'm going to say. And, and it was true. I didn't until about 20 minutes before I had to go talk. I finally got like something in my head. I'm like, oh, I can use that. I'll, I'll do that. That'll be a good one. And then I get up and I do my speech and it goes over very well. 
and the rest of the night I'm hearing from people, oh, that was the best speech of the night. Great job and all this. And uh, we're sitting at the table across from the maids of honor. There were three maids of honor. Sure. And um, they go up and do this like rehearsed speech, reading off their phones. They're bouncing back and forth and all that. They sit back down and they were like, okay, A, no one told me I had to follow you. And B, you just did that? Like you just read mm-hmm. that? Like you didn't read it? You just like, you just went up there with nothing and just did that speech? And my wife's sitting next to me because she's seen me do this a lot over the years. And it's just got like, yeah, yeah, he just does that. Just, I don't know. It's annoying as hell. Just that's what he does. So, uh, but it was very nice to get that past me because it was, it was one of those things like when... I have all the confidence in the world and my ability to do that. But until you're doing it, you don't know if it's actually going to go over well. And so when you have absolutely nothing in your mind about what you're even going to say, it's a little nerve wracking. So, uh, oh, and the mic kept cutting out on me. Mm. It was fun. You know, like that's. Which yeah, that breaks your flow. That's totally. Funny. And then gives you that second of like, oh, am I actually saying anything? Like, does mm-hmm. this all suck? You know, so yeah, it gives you a chance to read the room and there's like the, you know, the, the half of the room's already drunk and the other half's yeah, eating yeah. their food. And you're just like, am I even getting through to any of these guys? And that throws you off. Yeah. Like, is there, is this completely pointless or mm-hmm. I don't know. So, uh, I'm saying all this to tell Shannon, uh, I'm going to try to be better than 20 minutes before <laughs> when I talk. To you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I you know, I, I wondered where you were going with that because mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, did I make a horrible mistake? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> but I was like, but you know, at, at the same time, you do have a wingman who's going to be up there with you. And mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you you guys can, you know, bounce off of each other and, you know, do your yeah. thing. But, you know, I'm not worried is what I'm trying to say. No. I feel, I well, feel, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. So good, good. J- Justin, you going to get out there and, and say anything? How are you at speeches? Are you a speech person? I mean, it's one of those things that I get like nervous beforehand, but then like once I start going, you know, I can like, I'm pretty good at thinking of stuff quick mm-hmm. and stuff. So, you know, throw, throw the joke out there, you know, warm everybody up and then kind of you know, go through it. You know, I know some people do though, where, you know, they start talking really fast just to kind of get through it and like, yeah, they start yeah. accelerating and it's like, I recognize I'm like, no, no. Okay. We're just going to take it easy. Everything's fine. Like we could just take our time, say what we're going to say and fucking leave. Like no one hates you. Like it's okay. Um, are we, are any of us like super scared of talking in front of people? Like, cause that, I, I totally, if that's one of those phobias, I completely understand. I've just never had. And, and it's a weird thing to be like, yeah, I totally get why that's terrifying and not experience it. So I don't, does, is that any of your guys's bag? I'll, t- I'll tell you when I was in college, <clears throat> the one thing I, I went to school for business and the one thing that they asked Everybody in Silicon Valley, what do you want out of the people that are coming out of our business program? And all of them said the ability to work in groups and the ability to talk in front of people. That's what we want. We Mm -hmm. want somebody who can talk about their projects clearly and decisively. And we want somebody who can work well with a group of people and communicate their objectives. So like all of my college programs were or all my college classes were geared towards one big project where you worked with a team. And at the end, they pulled all the classes together and you did a like 45 minute presentation in front of like 300 people. So I got good quick at 
like getting over that anxiety of talking in front of people. Um, but that being said, I still am not like you in the respect of like in 20 minutes beforehand, I can think of something and go with it. Like I need a roadmap. Like, so in any speech that I've ever done, it's been okay. Like a couple weeks before start writing down my roadmap, you know, start then fine tuning with jokes and, you know, whatever I want to say, and then throwing, you know, a, a final copy together and then rehearsing it so that I have it all ready to go. Like I'm not off the cuff kind of guy. Like I definitely thrive on preparation and rehearsal. Like I, you know, the guy from the rehearsal, that's me like getting ready for a speech. Like, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Justin, how about you? Like for me, like the only time I've ever really gotten like super nervous with like talking with people and stuff is more at like some of the different like game conventions and stuff I've gone to. And it's because it's like, I know who like the developer person, like I've played their game and it's one of those where it's like, I don't want to come off as like a fanboy and be like fucking weird. Be like, dude, I fucking love your game. Like it's a genius. Like and come off like that. I'm like, I want to come off more professional to them and not just seem like, Oh, it's just another fucking person who knows me because of this. And then they kind of just like, yeah, cool. Here's a fucking business card, whatever. And then walk off. So <laughs> I always get like nervous beforehand about like, I'm like, I want to be myself, but I don't want to go full gas a hundred like out the gate to them and scare them off because I oh, gas, no stand breaks. There, yeah stand there and talk and be like, what I'm like what up dick butt like you know like I'm like, <laughs> like no, no. I'm like all right we're gonna be nice and we're not gonna be super fucking weird and then we'll kind of gauge how weird they are and then kind of lean into that like if they're that way I'm like cool then I can kind of go a little bit deeper if I'm like oh, okay we need to be a little more reserved I don't want to like a lot of these people like are kind of shut in people who just build <laughs> games and don't really talk to people outside of the internet. So I don't want to like scare them off at their yeah, like, one yeah. experience of being outside for the week. You're, you don't want to bring too much extroverted energy to their yeah, introverted exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like standing there like, I know six people. You are not any of those six. Please don't talk to me. <laughs> like I'm just trying to eat, do my fucking part and leave. Body, body language is key on that one. You got to look yeah. at the body language, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, if it's a professional setting, like I'm more like Shannon, where I'll, I'll at least write out an outline, like, and, and I try to memorize that outline because at least the outline gives you an order of how to speak. But I don't go so far as to like pencil and jokes and stuff like that. Uh, and then as far as rehearsal, like I'll just run it through in my mind a bunch of times, but I don't actually like stand in front of a mirror or do any of that stuff. But if it's, if it's a social setting, I'm, I'm more comfortable just kind of like putting a, putting an outline together in my mind and just running with that. Cause I hate, I think it's like, I always hated the look of, of like going up there with a piece of paper and just reading it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah. not a speech. Like I just might as well have printed an essay and handed it to people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, here you go. You read it. You're like, I don't yeah. want to fucking read it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that's like my greatest joke is because like, you know, usually I'm prepared. And then like the wedding that I had uh, a couple weeks ago, I thought I was going to have some time because I thought like the best man was going to speak. And then, the you know, the maid of honor was going to speak. And then it would they were going to throw it out to like other people. I didn't know that the best man didn't want to speak or had like an anxiety of talking in front of people. So mm -hmm. he was out. Uh, and the maid of honor did her speech first. And then the dude was just like, okay, um, you know, next up is Shannon. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay. And he was like, yeah, he's like, come on up. And I was like, oh, 
I'm not really prepared. And then I like whipped out like my little cheat sheet and just I was like, like this, and it just like popped <laughs> open and, every, and he got a chuckle. Right. So yeah, like, that's you know, funny. that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So I was able, I was able to finagle it that way, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I, I like to a little bit of levity going into something. The best, the best move I ever saw was, uh, so at my wedding, if you remember this, Shannon, at my wedding, uh, my sister-in-law was the maid of honor and she is terrified of speaking in public. Like it, she is one of those people that just can't do it. So what she did is got up there and was like, Hey, everyone look to the back and then ran a movie that she had created <laughs> with like all our friends and stuff. And it was awesome. It was great. And it was like, it was the best way I've seen someone handle that situation like ever, you know, it was like a good five to 10 minute long thing that was really funny and clever and, and all that. And I was like, that's genius. That's such a good way to handle that. Um, cause we were, everyone was like, what is she going to do? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, cause, you know, like we all know that she just doesn't do these things. And so it's like, Hmm. This could be this could be awful. So let's let's see what happens. Yeah, it's like pulling up chairs for the train wreck, you know. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's pretty smart though. Like that's yeah, like a good way smart. to like handle that and still have like a thoughtful like moment and stuff without kind of seizing up in the moment or like yeah. being weird. Well, it just takes it right out of your hands at that point. Yeah, it's like you're exactly. confident. You're confident in what you created. No one's looking at you anymore, and then you still get the accolades afterwards. Like, hey, that was great. Okay, so now you raise a good question. Like, uh-huh. what is the biggest like train wreck of a speech at like maybe a wedding or something that you've Ooh. experienced? And don't bring Ooh. mine up at Carlos's. So, <laughs> um, ooh. Now, see, mine at Carlos's was pretty rough because I had a po- <laughs> I had a good one put together, but I had too many beers before I did it. And so like I, I it was one of those in the middle of the speech. I'm like, I'm losing this. This is <laughs> this is getting away from me. My mouth keeps going and I'm not really sure what I'm saying at this point. Um, uh, I was at a wedding when I was like 28 or 26, somewhere in there. And uh and yeah, the, the best man at the wedding, just he, it was one of those, you knew it was going to be bad. The second he stepped up and got them, he was sweating. <laughs> he, like it wasn't hot. He was sweating. His hand was kind of shaking, holding the mic and it's stammering, uh, backpedaling, like repeating himself. It was one of those where like, people were looking around going like someone just tell him it's okay. Thank you. And take the mic. <laughs> like it was, it was so just, you know, when like, and the speech was okay, but you know, when it's like, you can't, you can't watch someone. And that mm-hmm. was it. Like you couldn't watch him. Like it was, he was so uncomfortable giving the speech that it just, you couldn't, you couldn't listen to anything he was saying. Because it, it took you out of what the message being delivered. All, all you could do was just watch him like be so terrified and so uncomfortable. Uh, that would probably be the one for me but I, that I would hold up as the gold standard. Because like to this day, I have no idea what he said. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one sentence he said. You know. Hey, Justin, you got one? So the worst one, like the worst one I can think of... It- it wasn't like a speech speech, but so when I was in college, there was a, we had to take, um, 
like communications, whatever, like stand up, like public speaking, whatever class. And my roommate, Chris, like day one, they wanted us to kind of go up in front of the class and talk about ourselves and kind of do whatever. And Chris got up. He was wearing his signature outfit, which was his cut out work, cut off workout gloves with his orange crush T-shirt, his beige cargo shorts and flip flops and whatever. He goes up there and he's like, yeah, you know, my name's Chris. He's like, I uh, have a entire wall of cardboard that I throw ninja stars at in my room. And he's like, <laughs> Justin knows. And it's like pointing at me. I'm like, There's all these new people in class. I don't know. They're all looking at me now. I'm like, dude, like fucking come on, man. Like, this is what you're going to start out with. Like, we're going to get blacklisted in this class because you seem like the biggest fucking weirdo ever. This guy knows. Yeah, I'm like, don't rope me into your bullshit. Like, I don't even want to tell people I fucking live with you now. Get out of here. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I will tell you, I was at a wedding probably when I was, like, in my early 20s. um, And the bridesmaid got up, made a speech, and then proceeded to sing. Uh, was not trained in singing. Um, and I don't know what song she was trying to sing, but she belted out the first couple notes uh, not well uh, and then felt that she screwed up and then tried to do it again. And somebody had to like come up and be like, no, 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 it's not the time. Oh, uh, it, was a, it was a good effort, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll save that. Was she later. hammered? Um, uh, no. Uh, oh, okay. Because no. if she was like really hammered, I could almost like be like, well, okay, you know, like she she felt she felt the she felt it she felt it she was in the moment, <laughs> you know, like. No, this was like a heartfelt attempt, which made it all the worse because, like, you know, this lady is trying, like she was trying, and somebody at, was just like, no. At least it wasn't one of those things where you know it ends and she's like, "Fuck yeah, I nailed it," <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Hmm." <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, it, she, it, yeah, she yeah. just went. She just went to go, bl- like, just obliterate those brain cells that were going to make that memory with alcohol. After that, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know, worked out I, for everybody. So I have to tell you guys <laughs> about a tragic thing I witnessed today. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. So <laughs> I, mm, let's do this. <laughs> mm, okay. So uh, I want to start. I want to start with letting people know. I am not making fun of a child right now. You know, it's going to be good when it's perfect. This is important that you know that I'm I'm not actively making fun of a child. Uh, I just am passing along a story, and you can do along with it what you will. Um, so my daughter had a dance recital today at uh, the art local Art and Wine Festival. So we took her. And it was a part of a whole thing for the little dance school that she goes to. And it's a singing and, and dancing and all. So a bunch of little kids out there doing routines. It's really cute. And they had a couple of kids singing and, and one girl was phenomenal. It was just like, what, why are you here? Like, holy crap. Like you were way too good to be here. And then they had, uh, they had had a show the prior season that was frozen and the girl that played Elsa came back to sing Let It Go. And it started just not not great. Like, just, you know, she was really flat. And and it was, 
pitchy and kind of all over the place. And I was, she was probably just super nervous, you know? And it was one of those like, okay, like she's also 10. So it's like, all right, whatever, you know, like, we'll all just muscle through this and, and it's fine. <laughs> and then the song just stops. Right. And people start cheering. Cause it's like, okay, you only did half the song, I guess, but it's over, whatever. Except no, they just screwed it up in the back. And then they start the song again. And she's like a deer in the freaking headlight. <laughs> oh, like no. doesn't that it's music only. So she's trying to like figure out where in the song it is, where she, she knows where she dropped off, but now that isn't where she is anymore. And so she's just like singing words fast. Oh, trying to catch up, trying to figure it out. And then like, she's mixing all the words up. Forget holding a note at this point. Forget even like trying to be in the melody. Uh, and it was just one of the most like tragic things. Like people are nervously laughing because it's so awkward, you know? And then and then it's people are shooting people dirty looks because it's like you can't laugh at this child. Like she's struggling, she's dying on stage, and it's like no, but like, I don't know what to, I can't handle my reaction because like, holy shit. <laughs> and, and then like, and so she goes for the like big finale note and it's just, it it's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. I, but I have to say through all that, if I was her dad, I would have been so insanely proud that she didn't quit. Like she, that girl fought, dude. Like she was fighting for her life up there. Like it was, it was so awkward and just so tragic and, and okay. It was hilarious, but like, you know, I mean, it was, oh, and it was one of those after that, like there was like four or five more performances where like my wife and I just look at each other and we're like, you want to go? Yeah, we should probably go. Like, I think, yeah, let's just uh, get, get Evelyn and get out of here. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what we did. And who, who boy, <laughs> uh, Justin, you are, you're phenomenal for not laughing out loud. Like you, you, I know it's an audio format and you've been able to, I don't know if you've been muted this whole time to just control it, but uh, your composure during that story was commendable. I just sir. feel bad. Cause like, that's what we in the business call career suicide, man. Like she's going to go to middle school. She is not going to want to do choir after that. Like oh, she's no, done no. with music at this point. No, and I told you, know you this is a, parents, this is a core memory. Yeah. You yeah. know, other parents were like recording that and shit. And you know, that's going to like end up at like somewhere on the internet like or just bombing. Oh, no, that, uh, that, that just had therapy written all over it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was one of those things like, you know, she was struggling enough as it is when the song cut out, the person should have just been like, oh, hey, it went, sorry, like my bad. And then it wouldn't have been her fault and it would have just been fine. And it's like, okay. Then she would have been like, man, I could have saved it if I could have, you know, finished the song or whatever. But like, oh man, when they just jumped, they just threw her ass back in the deep end and were like, swim, have fun. And it was just like, oh my God. Yeah, uh, that's braver than me, dude. I would have just like once everyone started clapping, I would have been like, my job here is done, and just walked off the stage. Seriously, yeah, seriously, yeah. I would have been like, nope, we're good here. Uh, but yeah, whew, whew. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I've subjected you guys to that. I just had it was my own therapy. I needed to share. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're in the trust tree, we're in the nest. Mm-hmm. I just had to, just had to get it out there. 
just couldn't carry that burden anymore, Shannon. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, not all heroes wear capes, man. Sometimes you just you know, gotta let it out. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes they carry an axe. And let me tell you about God of War going gold. <laughs> oh, uh, good segue. Just, Way to go. Yeah, just turning a get, frown upside down. Man, I had to get myself out of that story. Um, so <laughs> I, I know that was a hard left turn. Thank you for taking it with me, gentlemen. I, I appreciate you wearing your seatbelts during this time. Um, but yes, uh, God of War did go gold, which did confirm that it's going to come out November 9th. So uh, I, I'm pretty excited, as we all know. Going gold doesn't really mean much in this day and age. I still expect there to be like a 20 gig day one patch. But uh, what it really does mean more than anything is that they're going to hit their release date. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm still still holding up that candle that this is actually going to be my game of the year. I mean, Vampire Survivors is there, but, you know. I mean, so what is going gold just means that they've made X amount of sales before the game's released, right? It's no, just no. Go, going gold, like what it used to mean was they created a gold master version. Like essentially all work is done and okay. they've created the master version of it. Now what it means is essentially there's a release version that's yeah. locked in. Yeah, usually when they announce that, they have like the little Blu-ray disc in their hand that says God of War and Sharpie on it. And they're like, here's the game in our hands, guys. Like, this is it. Like, we yeah. we hit this point. We we have a, a pressable version of the game is, is essentially what it means. And uh, I don't know. Like, I'm really excited to see what they do. Like, everything I've seen about this game, just it's speaking to me. It's like, oh, here's a game for Zach. Zach will like this. Um, but I don't, I, I mean, do you guys have the same hope I do that this is going to be like the game of the, 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 the game that could knock Elden Ring off its perch? Uh, I, I'll tell you right now, if, as long as this game is as good as the first game, like it's going to be high on my list. Like it's no doubt about it. Like I've been looking forward to this game for so long. And not just like the gameplay and the graphics, but like the story of the first one, like the father son moments, like, you know, especially having a son to, you know, kind of relate those situations to. I mean, I know he's a lot younger than, you know, uh, Loki is, but, you know, look, like there are some moments in there that you identify with as a father. And, um, you know, there I think, you know, if they hit those same beats and those same notes with like a revised story and a little, you know, a a little tweak to the mechanics like it's going to be hard to knock this off of like the top of my, the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Justin, how do, how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, for sure. I was actually just showing Megan the the new trailer that just came out from the state of play. Not that long ago. She hadn't watched it yet. And I was trying to remind her of all the different story beats. She's like, cause she didn't remember a lot from the first. She's like, okay, wait, what happened at the end of the first game and stuff? And so I was walking through it, but it's one of those where I agree with you. Like, I feel like the gameplay is going to be just as tight. And really, if they can match, if not exceed the story beats from the first one, like it's going to be like a tough contender. But I also think, you know, like, God, I mean, we have God of War. Like, I know Elden Ring is going to be high most. Like, I have hopes that Callisto Protocol is going to be amazing. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming out in the next uh couple months that i think any one of them could be game of the year potential Hmm. you make a good point 
But I know Callisto Protocol is nowhere on Shannon's list because he he's gonna nope out of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> dude. Look, look. I I want to give it a try, and like <laughs> I said, if it's on Game Pass, I will try it. You know, uh, I, I mean, we could breaking into a little bit of what we've been playing, but I the Dead Space uh, trailer got me going. Like, oh yeah, I have that Dead Space playthrough I'm working through, and so I fired that up, and I got through level seven. I think so. I'm, I'm pretty close to, to wrapping that one up. And it hit me that like that game really isn't all that scary. You know, like there really isn't that many big scary moments. It's really creepy. You know, yeah. there's a lot of like there's and there's a few jump scares sprinkled through like every level. But I wouldn't really call it like that big of a horror game. I mean, it's gross. No. It's, creepy. it's more like tense. Like, yeah. like you, it's more that sense of like dread that you feel mm-hmm. like going around like different corners. Like it's too quiet. You hear like little noises and like skittering and like shit like that. Like, you know, it's like something's there, but yeah, it's more just like suspenseful. I feel like than anything else. For sure. For sure. And then, it, and it's sad how they got more action based as it went through. Like that I, I'm saying that, but like dead space two is like that sweet spot where yeah. they, they, fine-tune the action enough that it was like just one of the best games ever and then dead space 3 they did the resident evil 6 thing of like we're just gonna make it an action game and it's like oh that sucks don't do that (laughs) Um, please don't (laughs) but yeah i I see that you uh liked my joke justin of like we have dead space at home and dead space at home was the callisto protocol so yes yes. (laughs) um okay sorry anyway continuing on um, where was I even? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the other, in other news, Hey, guess what? Uh, Overwatch went away and was replaced with Overwatch 2. I think in the PlayStation store, they actually just overwrote, uh, uh-huh, Overwatch and, uh, replaced it with Overwatch 2. Like, cause that you can't even play the first game anymore. Like it's just gone. And then people fired up Overwatch 2 if you could get in and found out, Hey, it's basically overwatch. <laughs> and I don't know, man, like at Shannon, you were the biggest overwatch player. I personally knew like what, how does this game speak to you now that it's free to play? And uh, yeah, it speaks to me like you're in a hurricane and you're like, I don't know on the other side of the hurricane and you're trying to scream to me that this game is decent or good. I just don't care. Nothing about it screams at me that I need to play this. I don't care that it's free. I don't understand how you can call it overwatch two when it's basically just the maps from overwatch one with a couple new maps and one new playable character in it. Like it just, there's a lot to it that makes me question like the, like their roadmap for this game and the model that they have for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. if it was back when overwatch was popular, like super like mega popular and like, you know, you had your overwatch leagues and everything like that. I could see them like rolling out additional maps and new content and like having a roadmap for this, but I don't know if there's that many people that want, I mean, obviously from the queues, it seems like there's enough people that have a desire to play this game. Um, I just, it's just I mean, not for I'll, me anymore. I'll be honest. The free to play nature made me go like, oh, that might be worth checking out. Like I didn't hate Overwatch. You know, it was fun. It just, I 
I played it for like three or four weeks and was done with it. Like I got what I wanted out of it. And I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to be as good as these people. And it's fun. And that's great. And there's a bunch of different characters and like, and you know, they did the thing of like, Hey, playing a healer class is actually really important and you got to get good at that. You know, like it's where, you know, you can't just have a, a, team full of tanks and actually win, you know, like you actually need healers and support characters and stuff like that. And that's, that's an extremely hard thing to do in co-op shooters, but, Mm -hmm. but man, I don't, I don't know. Like it seems to me like they had to get it out. So they did kind why, why am I like this guys? Why am I like this? (laughs) Why does my brain do this? It's kind of like how Microsoft treated Halo. Hey, we've <laughs> got to get it out and we'll just fix it in post, you know, and and it seems like that's what they did here. But a lot of that stuff is like major mechanics. Like uh, like I played Diva like a lot when sure. I was playing Overwatch and I liked her skill set and I liked her um, just overall like she was defense right so like i didn't need to go out and be like you know super aggressive i could just stay by the payload and Mm -hmm. you know do what i needed to do and yeah most of the time i did pretty well and i was pretty happy with that but like after i don't know how many years overwatch has been out right a a while like a couple like six years yeah six years maybe yeah i would like to see diva do something different like have her give her like a different ability, give her some mm-hmm. different skill sets, make her like, you know, main weapon fire a little differently or like, you know, get a little damage boosts here and there, like, you know, with different, you know, different attributes, like make it more enjoyable instead of me getting back into D.Va and playing the same D.Va character that's that's always been there. Like it just it seems stale. It doesn't seem fresh to me. And and I think that's the problem is it just doesn't seem like there's enough innovation there to draw me back in. Well, well, Justin, I wanted to get your thoughts because it seems like Destiny 2 kind of set the roadmap of how to do this, where it was like, OK, you got your classes. And what we're going to do is we're going to introduce subclasses to all this stuff and let you kind of fine tune things more how you want to play. And, and maybe I'm just wrong, like, but it seems like Overwatch could have done something like that. So like to Shannon's point, you could have your divas, but your diva plays differently than my diva because I have it tuned out different or loadouts are different. Yeah. And I guess that's also kind of the difference is, you know, Destiny 2 didn't overwrite Destiny 1. They, sure. they both yeah. still existed. <laughs> you know, there's Destiny 1 players that did not like the subclass system. Like I know Megan wasn't like a huge fan of it. So she's like, I, she preferred the destiny one setup so you know uh-huh. she could still continue playing destiny one and that's fine but you know with this being someone who owns a overwatch ps4 disc i thought it was funny seeing everyone on twitter using them as coasters and pizza cutters because they're yep. like this is all it's used for now because this is useless <laughs> and i thought that was really funny and i know megan's mom she works with someone who i guess has been playing overwatch 2 and she's like, oh, dude, it's so great. Like, you know, you get in and it takes it took her 40 minutes to get wow. queued into one game. <laughs> wow. And that's like assuming she actually got in and it didn't just like time out or something. And I'm like, dude, nothing is worth waiting. Like, I wouldn't even wait for like an oven pizza for 40 minutes. <laughs> I love pizza. And like for a game of Overwatch, dude, fuck that. You wouldn't catch me waiting 40 minutes for that. I mean, it definitely seems like something that. I might try in February or March 
You know when when they've got a bunch of the patches and fixes loaded yeah. up and the, the and hype the, dies down. Yeah, totally. And the queues are clear because uh, everyone went like, you know, in that first month. Well, this is broken. Back to Call of Duty. Um, wow. oh, speaking of which, I, sorry, are, are we done on Overwatch? I feel like we're done on Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think we're Sh- Shannon was yeah. done on Overwatch before we even started recording. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you, anyone see, it's not on the outline, but did either of you see the story that there's this rumor going around that they're going to replace the Halo engine with Unreal? No. And, and it's one of those things like, A, that seems ridiculous. Like, could you imagine the undertaking of trying to replace the entirety of Halo's engine with a whole new engine? Like, holy crap. But if you're spinning out a rumored Battle Royale mode, as a separate product, not crazy, not insane that you would build it on something that, Hey, guess what? A lot of people know and a lot of people use, and you don't have to like spend a bunch of time spinning up people to your proprietary bullshit engine, you know? Um, Oh, also guess who's coming on board? People that make call of duty every year and spin that shit out. Like it's nothing. Guess what? Hey guys, just all that Call of Duty shit. Can you just make it look like Halo? And we're gonna do Warzone, but in Halo. Thanks. Um, that that seems to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it does. Um, and that's the scary thing too, because I'm a sucker for those skins and some of those. Like when I was playing Call of Duty, like on a regular basis, like I was a sucker for those like new like skins and like weapon sets that they would come out with. Um. So, like, I'm a little scared if they did a really good job with, like, Halo. <clears throat> you know those armor sets aren't going to be cheap. And you know they're going to come mm-hmm. out with, like, special ones that are going to, you know, get that FOMO raging pretty hard inside me. So, um, I'm hoping that they just shit the bed on the mechanics of shooting and so I don't have to play the game. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is the Call of Duty story that I thought you were talking about was I saw someone posted on Twitter where it was Cardi B saying how because of whatever lawsuit stuff she's going through right now, she lost out on like million dollar Call of Duty deal. And then like right below it was someone clipped, I guess instead they went with Nicki Minaj in the like Modern Warfare 2 whatever fucking commercial for Call of Duty. So they just replaced like Cardi B with Nicki Minaj. That's like, damn, <laughs> I guess you missed out. You know, the meme that's like, what's something that's sounds racist, but isn't racist. That's, that's one of those. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, uh, man, I, I can't, I got to imagine if you're, if you're Phil Spencer, you're just sitting there going like, how do these guys do this shit every year, every year with no problems. And it just comes out and it plays great. And there's no opening day bullshit. And like, it's, it's all, it, that it doesn't get talked enough, like how much of a modern Marvel it is that every year they drop a new call of duty and it just works. And I mean, sure, there might be ones that, you know, people like, like Vanguard kind of landed like a wet thud, but that shit worked. People had fun. You could jump in and play it. You know, there were no 40 minute long queues to get in to play call of duty, you know, like, and with overwatch, the story is just like, yeah, you know, opening day, it's always tough. You got those, got those cues, you know, they don't spin up the servers and it's like, guess what? I know a company that does it 
every year with no problems. <laughs> it's like how, you know, and, and guess what? They don't have the halo issues of like, man, you know, we can't make that content fast enough. So this season's just going to be nine months fucking long. Like, no, they're just churning that shit out. And it's like, it's, it's got to drive these guys insane. And what if it's just a conspiracy, man? We're like, you know, the Overwatch people are creating a shortage in servers, so it looks like there's a huge demand for people to play their game, bro. It's it's all crazy, man. No, I'll tell you what it is. It was Blizzard's <laughs> ass being cheap as hell and being like, okay, these are the numbers of people that play Overwatch 1 right now. We'll just keep the same servers and the same amount for when when we drop our free-to-play, open-to-everyone game. <laughs> Because they didn't want to spend money to to fire up new servers, I guarantee you that's what, all it was. Because yeah, they also, seeing... oh, go ahead. Oh, so I was just that's what I thought was funny about the oh the server thing is because it's not like you have Overwatch one and two servers. I'm like, just take the servers you already had, and it's the same ones that you've had, and just add more. Like, <laughs> like it's not like you're fine tuning anything. It's the same ones that already worked. Well, and you know, they who knows? They might have doubled it. But it, guess what? It's still not enough. Like, and got, it's Blizzard. They've had this problem in perpetuity. Like, this goes back 25 years to World of Warcraft when it's like, oh, it's a new expansion. Guess what? No one can get in. Great. Awesome. What I want to know is if they did anybody dirty, like with the skins, because like, you know, everybody has like f- six years worth of skins that they bought in that Overwatch game. Like, did they get them when they when they erased like the Overwatch one game from all of their servers and put on Overwatch two or were they just hosed? Uh, apparently, that's the one thing I've been reading that did work. Like, is your account merge totally mm-hmm. worked and it took forever to go through. But once it would go through, once you could get in and do it, like it absolutely worked. All your all your stuff carried over. So that was the one thing they got right. Now, when uh, they had a bug that made people just automatically buy stuff, that <laughs> that didn't go right. That That's apparently already been fixed, but Blizzard's like, hey, guess what? You already spent the money. Too bad. So that that smells class action lawsuit-y yeah. <laughs> to me. Um, but it's yeah. in the terms of service. You hit Spacebar twice. You legally <laughs> obligated to buy this $9.99 skit. <laughs> Right. Oh man. What a what a shit show. Um you know what else was a shit show, Shannon? Was hmm. uh Twitter's reaction to the Super Mario Brothers trailer that dropped last <laughs> Thursday. And uh I'll be honest, you know, usually like I, I get my popcorn and I enjoy watching Twitter lose their mind over things because it it's never a thing and but they make it a, a you know, life and death that I honestly didn't get the fervor over the trailer. I thought the trailer looked rad. I thought Jack Jack Black sounded great as Bowser. I mean, Chris Pratt said two lines as Mario, and I can't tell if there's an accent or not. You know, like already, if it's like horribly, you know, racist Italian accent, or if it's (laughs) like, you know, the New York accent, like I can't, I couldn't tell. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what he is, right? He's an Italian plumber that lives in the Bronx, right? That like, you know, somehow gets put into this world like he he says two things. It sounds like he's from the Bronx and you're just like, whatever. And that's what I feel like they're going to go with with the like, hey, you know, Princess Peach, you know, like that old thing. But I I thought it looked freaking rad. Like when Bowser's I like 
castle island thing comes over the penguin. Like, that was freaking badass. Like, I was like, that is so cool. And I thought Bowser looked awesome. I thought the, the penguin attack was hilarious. You know, like, I, your thoughts, gentlemen. Yeah, it's very, like, few and far between that you actually get to see Bowser doing, like, villainous shit. Like, usually they make him, like, the anti-hero like he's bad but sometimes like helps out when it's like no you get to see him like actually like melt a castle like with his breath and stuff like he's here to play and most of the complaints i saw like i didn't really see anyone complaining about how it looked i mean it looks gorgeous everybody loved jack black really the one thing that everybody just clung to was like chris pratt's just chris pratt like doing the chris pratt voice i'm like dude he said like two sentences yeah, I did think it was funny, though, that somebody clipped the he's like on the way to the Mushroom Kingdom like line and put it up <laughs> against Linda Belcher. And it sounds exactly like Linda Belcher from uh, Bob's Burgers, like that exact <laughs> voice. And they like made her mouth moving over. and It's like, oh, my God, that does sound exactly like her. That's crazy. But I thought it, the trailer was really good. It's funny because when I saw the trailer, I thought that Toad was played by Charlie Day. And I was like, OK, that's a really like that's going to be why why can't he get away from doing that crazy over the top like voice and then i real realized it was keegan michael key that was doing the or was it was it or is it yeah no it's yes. oh is yeah. it okay so yeah and then he's doing toad so i was like wow i was like i don't know like they gotta like toad is like one of those guys where like he's funny to listen to and he but like he can be like super grating on your nerves if like you just give him too much dialogue so i'm kind of hoping that his like dialogue choice is a little bit more even keeled so like you balance that comic like gold there but i really wanted to hear luigi talk a little bit more like you see you get to see him at the end of the trailer and he's running from a bunch of uh what is it the dry bones guys yeah and um and you don't really get to hear him say anything, which was kind of a bummer. I, w- I really wanted to see more of the cast in the uh, in the trailer, which is my only gripe. But yeah, like seeing like, you know, the whole like Koopa army and like the the whole battle between like the penguins being like totally useless. Um, you know, it was just uh, it was it was comical. It was funny. It was like, you know, there was the nostalgia there. I'm all in for it. Like, I'm going to watch this shit. Like, I'm going to love it, too. Like, just give it all to me right now. I mean, the one the one complaint I saw that was completely eye rolling to me was like, Mario just doesn't look like Mario. And it's like, what? whatever, dude, like, it's not a video game. It's a movie. Like, I don't understand. Like, his mustache and eyes are too small. Like, what? OK, like, is that what we're doing here? Come on. Like, please, I don't please go touch some grass. Like, I saw people saying outside. that and then they're like. Let me introduce you to original Sonic and they post human teeth Sonic. It's yeah. like, you want this? <laughs> like, is this what you people want? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I it's going to be good. Yeah, I thought it looked great. I thought, and sure, were some design choices made? Yeah. And they're fine. Like, it's one of those, like, I know people just want to bitch about everything. Yeah. Like, I don't no, get it. It was interesting because, like, I saw there was, like, a debate and there was it showed, like, the top like four like video game movies mm-hmm. and i think it was like two was sean two was sonic three was like detective pikachu and then there was like something else and then i don't know what the number one movie but as i was like there's no way that was like the number one movie because that movie was not as good as like sonic the hedgehog but um they were like oh do you think this movie is gonna like do well enough to like be in the top four i was like this thing's gonna f- fucking crush (laughs) i mean come on dude like dreamworks is not gonna let this thing go out like and have it be a polished turd like this thing is gonna make bang for them 
Well, more to the point, Nintendo's not going to let this thing out and have it oh, suck. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, I can't imagine how important this is to Nintendo because if they see they're seeing what is happening to Sonic as a franchise, and they're like, bro. Do you know, do you understand the nuclear arsenal we've got sitting here in Mario? Like if they could turn, if, if we're partnering with a company that can turn the fucking minions into a household name, like imagine what they can do with Mario. And so, yeah, like I know Nintendo is expecting this to be a billion dollar franchise and they're probably right. Like my kids saw this trailer and lost their minds. They went back and started playing Bowser's Fury because they were so hyped about it. You know, like that's what they want you to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My son saw what was it like maybe like the first ten seconds where like you, all you see is like the lava things fall on the ground, mm-hmm. and he was looking at me and he's like, "We're gonna see this, right? I'm like we're gonna we're gonna see this." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. bro!" I was like, "Wait until you see the rest of this movie, like the rest of this trailer. We're definitely gonna go see this." <laughs> yeah. And also to to Justin's point earlier, it's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the animation is so good. Like it's ridiculously good. It looks like that something they've spent three years making, you know, like it, there is none of this, you know, grew churn that has hit illumination in the past. <laughs> like it's this, these people know what the hell they're doing, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm hype levels are high for the Mario movie around, around these parts. Mm hmm. I know. And it's like, I saw the only other complaint I saw was people, but like, oh, well, why didn't they get Mario's voice actor to do it? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah. the guy who says Wahoo and like, Wah! like, yeah, I get it. Okay. But it's like, do you want to fucking listen to that for two hours? Mm-mm. I guarantee you, you don't. And it's like, yeah, I'm true. Could they probably pick someone better than Chris Pratt? Yeah, honestly. But you know, it, his voice is fine. Like it's not, it doesn't need to be some crazy whatever like voice you want to listen to it like you're not gonna take Luigi during like a serious moment yeah like serious like that's just not gonna happen like you need like a normal ass voice that you can listen to for almost two hours and there can be range of emotions and it's, it's not gonna mean, like take you out of this yeah <laughs> yeah Yoshi what the happened <laughs> <laughs> what old Sopranos actor is still around that you can use in this for a yeah. over God, they're yeah. like all dead. I know, right? That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. who's, who's left? Um, so let, let me let me do something here, guys. Let, let's pull the listeners in. Let's have a quick heart to heart. Okay, guys, I need you to sit down. We need we need to have a discussion. This movie is not being made for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I I hate to be the one to break this news. I don't. It's being made for your children. And and ten years or younger, they don't care about you anymore. They've got your money. They know you're coming anyway. So you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna put a voice actor that the kids know. That that people under the age of forty actually know. My son doesn't know the name Charles Martinet and doesn't give a shit. Like <laughs> He doesn't care. He just wants to go wahoo. You know, like who who cares, guys? Can we just you're not 12 anymore. You know, you pay taxes. You've got a mortgage. It's fine. You can let these things go. Can I get Twitter to write if I don't see a Tanuki Mario in there? 
<laughs> I mean, probably, you know. <laughs> when I played Super Mario Brothers 3 and I was 8, it changed my life! You know, like, come on, come on. Like, you're going to your, you're going to your kid's Christmas play, dog. Like, just calm down. Calm down. It's fine. Watch, there'll be a twist at the end where the rabbits will come in from a portal and, like, they'll be like, blah, 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 blah. and they'll be like, oh, we need to go, like, help these guys. And it'll be Mario plus rabbits in Mario World 2 by Illum- and, Illumination. And you know what? I would what? fucking love that. I would <laughs> laugh my ass off. Be like, Shows yeah. up, it's like the Super Smash Initiative. <laughs> no, it, they'll, they'll yeah. totally rip off. So- the first Sonic movie, and it'll end with a, a silhouette of Yoshi standing on the hill. You know, like it'll, <laughs> it, it'll be Wario. Wario's oh, gonna show yeah. up. It's gonna be Danny DeVito as Wario at the end. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. <sighs> Good stuff. All right. All right. Enough. Enough of that. I guess. Uh, should we talk some games we have been playing, gentlemen? Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, I was going through my Dead Space. Uh, playthrough and then it hit me as i'm playing it i'm like should i stop because we've got callisto protocol coming we've got the dead space remake coming like am i gonna burn myself out already by playing this much dead space now but then i kept playing dead space because <laughs> god damn it it's great um but no one needs to hear about that uh so i started the return to monkey island on switch and i am a. I haven't played a point-and-click adventure game in a long time. I'm a big fan of the OG Monkey Island games. Uh, Secret of Monkey Island, LeChuck's Revenge. I even like the third one. Um, And this was the one that Ron Gilbert made uh, kind of out of nowhere. And he said, essentially, like, yeah, this takes place right after uh, LeChuck's Revenge. And none of those other ones matter. None of them exist. Like, this is the actual sequel. So here we are. And I think it's an actually pretty smart tech. Cause it's, it's a nice little like love letter to those first two games, but it, by doing that, it got rid of all the cruft, you know, we're not, we're not picking up a million different threads on storylines. It's like, no, we've got what happened in monkey Island too. And we're just going from there. Um, so you return to melee Island. Uh, so the whole thing is told like, Guybrush is telling his son, Boybrush, by the way, um, <laughs> the story of like Monkey Island and what what happened there. And the whole first level is like a it's a tutorial like you're playing as uh, Boybrush and his friend Chucky and you're at this like pirate fair type thing. And you're kind of like it's a tutorial of like how to pick stuff up, how to use items, how to how to sword fight, how to move fast and all that stuff. And at the end of the tutorial, you're sat down by your dad and he's like, Oh, let me tell you a story. And it's hilarious. Cause the friends you meet in the pirate festival, are like, Oh, I gotta not do this. I gotta go somewhere else. And they all take off. But like, you're stuck there. Cause that's your dad. And he's like, all right, sit down. We're t- I'm telling you a story. And so then the game actually starts and starts the story of you returning to melee Island and, and all the shenanigans that play out from there. And it, it plays like a Monkey Island game. Like the puzzles are pretty good so far. This It's a lot of fun writing. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to do humor well in games, but they get it pretty well. Uh, it's a pretty unique graphic style, but you get used to it pretty quick. Like it's essentially they tried to take that OG 
like VGA graphics from the original games and basically went like, what would that look like now? If I just went with the same kind of models and everything and made it like just up-res the hell out of it. And that's kind of what it looks like. And it, I think they pulled it off. I think it's pretty good. Um, the, the point and click adventure of it in a handheld form is a little clunky. Like the controls do take some finessing. They take some getting used to, but it's not like unplayably bad. It's not a hindrance to the game. It's just, there's some moments where it's like, ah, I wish I could just change how these buttons are mapped or I wish, you know, these triggers would do something else, stuff like that. But it's nothing awful. Um, I'm fully intend to get my way through it. I doesn't seem like it's going to be crazy long. Like I've probably put two or three hours into it and I feel like I'm maybe a quarter of the way through it uh, as far as storyline goes, but it's really fun if you played those first two games to like see the return of all these characters from the first two games and, and kind of what's happened to them. Cause when you're returning to melee Island, it's like 20 years later or something like that. And so all the characters that you, you used to interact with, they're all still there, but their lives have changed in a bunch of very interesting ways. Um, but they're all still kind of the same character doing crazy shit now. Um, and it's, it's good. I like it a lot. There, you get a hint book from the voodoo lady right from the start and you can use it or not. But I, so I'm, I'm playing it on the casual mode. Like I'm don't want to do the hardcore thing on a point and click adventure, uh, especially on a game like this where it seems so story driven. So uh, I haven't had the need to use the hint book at all, but uh, it's there if you just want to like burn through the game and get the story. And uh, yeah, I, so far I'm, I would recommend it. I'm hoping they nail it story-wise, but uh, hopefully by next week I'll have that answer. So does I mean, it run good on the switch? It does. I haven't noticed any hitching. The, the load times really aren't bad at all. Uh, it goes from screen to screen pretty, pretty seamlessly. Uh, so yeah, like it, I think the switch is a good place to play it. I just probably would have a better time on the keyboard and mouse just because of the interface. But is it all voice acted or is it all like you got to read? It's, it's voice acted. It's voice acted, but, uh, but it's interesting because you can skip the voice acting, but go back and read the dialogue. So if you're trying to like do it fast or there's a couple really annoying voices, I'll, I'll say that, that I've just been like, no, I don't want to listen to you talk. And I'll, I'll just go back and read all the dialogue they said. So, cause you know, in these games, a lot of times a, a clue where something is in what people tell you. Uh, and, but as far as like the dialogue trees, they move pretty quick and, and it doesn't get too obtrusive. It doesn't get too annoying. Um, but it's been, it's been a nice break from the other things I've been playing to just kind of have a game that is pretty chill and, you know, little little slight puzzle solving and it's good times so nice. but outside of that that's that's pretty much all i've been playing cool um well uh i played a handful of games this week um so mm-hmm. i want to know justin do you want to do you want to save the one that we're both playing for last or do you want to do it first um we could save it for last since that's primarily the main thing i've been playing this week all right so last week i was talking about digimon survive and playing that game I have since sold that game back. Uh, so let me oh, tell you why. I hate, no. Let me tell you why I hate this game. 
there is a lot of story. It is basically a graphic novel with like maybe one tactics match uh, in there, like every like forty five minutes to how, like thirty to forty minutes. How do you keep getting these games? Yeah, Dude, I'm like, like so it's triangle know, strategy with so, Digimon. Yeah, totally. You know, you know what's the worst about this, right? Is the voice acting is in Japanese, and the text is all in like English, right? So it's like. I can't even just sit there and put the thing down and let it just like auto like play so you can hear like the talking and everything like that. Uh, you had to like kind of just go through it all and read it. And it, it was just so slow. It took like 45 minutes to get to the first battle and it took like another 30 minutes to get to the second battle. And like I didn't care for any of the characters. I didn't care for this where the story was going. It was taking so long to get there. Like everything was point and click. You had to like survey every surrounding. Like I was just like, dude, I can't. I can't do this. Like, I don't I don't have the time for this. Like, like I would go to play a game before I went to bed. And like, dude, I like I would seriously just look at that and be like, I, I can't do this. I can't. I can't. And so, like, I basically just broke down and like gave like sold the, the copy back to GameStop. Um, so, yeah, that was Digimon Five guys. Uh, I mean, maybe there there are people out there that like those kind of like graphic novels with, with like a little bit of gaming mechanics inside. But like it was not a game for me. Um, graphically, it looked great. Like the tactics, like the actual fights seemed awesome. I just I couldn't bring myself to just keep going in that game. I just I couldn't. So got rid of that game. Uh, and then uh, I was looking for something to kind of like, you know, play while i'm not doing my xenoblade chronicles 3 like master of that game so i did um tinykins uh, which is something that you know zach had talked about on the show a couple weeks ago and dude that that game is awesome uh my son loves that game uh he has told me that i'm not allowed to play the game uh, without him being around because like while the mechanics are still something that he's trying to navigate and get around, um, he likes me playing and he likes pointing out like the places that he wants me to go. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like he'll spot the eggs, he'll spot the pollen, he'll spot like where like the little uh, moths are that like send out the the web so you can skate from like one part of the map to the other. Um, yeah, that first level you get into with the shield bugs where like they're talking about the song is is pretty funny. Um, listening to all of them talk about, you know, their experiences living in that area and, you know, the bugs that you're going to encounter are, are pretty interesting. And, you know, I read it to my son and my son gets a kick out of it. So that's a pretty good game uh, that I'm playing with my son right now. Um, also, I got a tunic uh, on the Switch as well, because, um, you know, I know Justin had mentioned that it was a good game and I know Zach uh, enjoyed his time with it. And, you know, it's I think you beat it, right? Or are you still are you right at the end there? Um, I'm yeah, I probably I've probably got like two hours left. I haven't I haven't beat it yet. It's it's on my list to circle back to before game of the year stuff. Nice. Yeah, I mean I'm enjoying that game. I like it a lot. It you know, it gives me that death's door kind of vibe. Um, but you know, I there's a lot um less hand holding in that. Like you just kinda of wake up on the island and it's like, okay, find the stick, you know, to help you fight the enemies and you know, then it kind of gives you like an idea of how to dodge and like roll and like you're the mechanics that you're going to be facing, um, you know, throughout that first stage. So um, I've been going through that and really, uh, really, I enjoy it. Like, I like so it that, a lot. So the thing that's going to drive you insane with that game is, yeah. you know, you collect the pages of the instruction booklet as mm -hmm. you go around. There are moments where that instruction booklet will give you a move. 
and you're like, I could have done this the entire time. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Holy crap. Like that no. would have made everything so much easier. And yeah, this, the sense of discovery in that game is so vast and it's so insane. And yeah, there's like secret pathways everywhere. And this and that you're like, dude, I could have done this the entire time or <laughs> figure something out. Like it took me forever to like figure out you can like teleport places. Like my one friend, Troy played for hours before he was like, wait you can upgrade shit and i was like yeah <laughs> like you didn't know that because he doesn't play dark souls or anything i'm like it's kind of like dark souls or whatever he's like i don't play dark souls and i was like okay well then yeah that would explain why you don't know what the fuck you're doing <laughs> like, so it was it was your friend troy and also me it was like three <laughs> or four hours before i realized like oh wait i can make this a lot easier on you go from like level here. one to level three like instantly yeah. and you're like, oh this is way you're just like blasting <laughs> shit with one swing now you're like oh man yeah there was like a, there I, like i think i don't think i'm far enough in the game yet to where i can actually do any leveling up but that was like the first thing i did once i realized that there was nothing there is i just kind of hit all the buttons to see what they were going to do and see what was going to come up and like the menu's still pretty barren right now so i'm thinking maybe i just don't have enough of whatever tchotchke i need to level up my guy but um it's it's going to be a fun game like i think that's going to be a fun fun game to play when when i just trying to kill some time before bed but um, and the other the other thing piece of advice I'd give you is anytime you are wandering down a pathway and it's like, what the hell is this? Like, where does this even go? Keep going, because odds <laughs> are nine times out of ten, it's a secret path that is going to make the rest of the game so much easier when you open it. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind. I'll tuck that into the back corners yeah. of my mind. But <laughs> um the game that I've been playing that I've been enjo- enjoying the most this week, uh, Justin has also been playing. And that game came out on uh, Game Pass and it's called uh, Proteus. Um, and let me tell you, that's like an old school, like homage to homage to like Doom and Wolfenstein. But like, I don't know, it's just the controls. Everything about it is just chef's kiss. Mwah. Like, it's just perfect like i love playing this game uh justin how do you feel <laughs> yeah it's game? it is literally like you're gonna love it zach if you play it you will love it it is literally old school original doom if it was made today but with original okay. doom gra- like upgraded original doom graphics like it is updated original doom but with modern like fps style shit but it is like, you know, stuff like dead bodies on the ground and stuff are still like 2D images. But like when you walk around them, like they're still 3D and like the images like adjust to kind of like where you're standing. Hmm. But it's like run and gun. It has multiple difficulty settings. So you can like go super easy if you want to like ultra balls to the wall hard. I'm just playing, I think, on normal mm-hmm. and like, you know, there's times where you keep getting new and new guns like you get like little like mini turret gun you get shotguns and you like collect stuff to upgrade and there's like secrets it's like oh you need the red key and like whatever and each level goes by you know pretty quick and stuff and even though there's a map like i've never once had to open the map like most of the levels are pretty self-explanatory it's like get this key or get to here to hit this switch to then now you can go to this area to get to the end of the level or whatever and it has like a little super mario brothers 3 kind of style overworld map that you kind of work your way down and has like branching pathways and stuff you can go down, but it's just so much fucking fun. Like dude, once I got the little mega turret, just like mowing shit down and stuff, it's just a good, like you don't really need to, 
think that much. It doesn't require an insane like amount of skill. It's just like run, gun, blast shit out. It's a fun time. The music's banger. It gets you pumping. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good time. Yeah. It uh it the the one thing I like about it is that there's a there's a shop that you can upgrade a lot of your your weapons or buy new weapons in. Um, so in addition to finding them out in the wild, you can also just go back to the store if you have enough runes and then you can just like trade into runes to buy like power ups. Um, the, uh, shotgun, when you start out, like you gotta like charge it up for it to do max damage, but like, dude, that thing is so lethal and it's pretty funny too. Cause, uh, Justin and I were talking before the show, like once you get like, so like when you look at your weapons loadouts, like there's like your basic pistols and then you get, you can like dual wield like machine guns and then you get like the chain gun. And like when you get that chain gun, man, you go through your ammo like so fast. And then like you, you have to like basically like your, your chain gun is like your go-to gun, right? Until you run out of ammo. And then you just basically kind of scrounge around with like either your shotgun or a rocket launcher until you get up enough ammo to go back to your chain gun. But yeah, it's just uh, everything about it is is fun and it's comfortable. If you've played any of like the original OG Doom games, this is like a welcome home to you. Like it's just like one of those comfy sweaters that you put on and you're like, I'm going to have so much fun with this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Graphically, it's amazing. You learn pretty fast. Like when you open a door, like stand off to the side, like don't stand like right in the center of the door because usually there's like a bunch of enemies on the other side that are either just like trying to rush you or, you know, they're going to get like that one pot shot off on you like right away. Um, so like you kind of learn the mechanics as you go, but it's pretty straightforward. Like Justin was saying, I've hardly ever used the map. Um, I think I maybe have like hit the wrong button once and like the map is loaded up and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I don't ever want to use this again. But um, but yeah, secrets are pretty easy to find when you complete each level. You get like a score breakdown, uh, how long it, it tells you how long it took you to complete the level, how like the percentage of secrets you found. And it gives you like an overall score. And then you can rate the level on how mu- whether you like it, whether it was good or bad or uh, OK. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with those like heuristics once they get them. But, you know, maybe they'll do it to to revamp the levels uh, later on down the line. But overall, I mean, for a Game Pass game, like I would have I would have easily paid the twenty five dollars they're asking for this game on the switch to to play this game. Yeah, I think the rating system is because technically the game is in early access on game pass and stuff so i'm assuming they're doing that just to like get a general feel if they need to like tweak anything but so far level wise like i think i haven't had any issues with anything or gotten stuck once or anything like that i love to just equipping the shotgun opening the door and like there's like three dudes there i'm like dope just walking through the crowd just poof, 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 like running around like oh there's these dudes throwing fireballs at me dope double chain i'm like <laughs> and then oh this thing's gonna charge me i'm like equip upgraded shotgun where just blast four things off and one just boom like bloat in the chunk i like the little flying things too that glow and then uh-huh. you like shoot them down on the ground and then you shoot their corpses and they like explode like light <laughs> like led blood like everywhere i'm like yeah I'm just like boom boom i'm like i don't care if it's dead i'm just gonna keep blasting them <laughs> yeah it's a like you'll get a kick out of this game zach i mean like you like literally i think the longest it's ever taken me to get through a level has been like 17 minutes like you know so sub 20 minutes to get through a level if you're just you know 40 percent secrets and like killing everything on the level um so yeah. it's something I mean, it you sounds, can easily sounds like get a winner through. to me so yeah 
get on I, honestly, I hadn't heard of this at all. And then you guys were talking about it. And so I started looking it up and I was like, is this doom? Like, what is this? And that, so it's interesting to hear Justin say, like, it's just basically doom with modern graphics. It is really weird how, like, right now we're in this, like, area where, like, you have, like, Tinykins, which is kind of like, you know, the uh, Pikmin. And then you mm-hmm. have this game, which is just like Doom. It's like they basically take these games and just, like, do the same thing, but just put a different slap of slap a different coat of paint on the front and it's, tweak, like, one or two mechanics. And it's a banger. It's all these developers that are like, you know what game I really loved? Doom. You know what they're not making anymore? Doom. I think I'm just going to make Doom. Like, I think I'm just going to do that now. And I, I, I totally feel that with Tinykins, where it was someone that grew up playing Pikmin, loving Pikmin, and being like, how come no one makes Pikmin anymore? Maybe I'll just do that. And yeah, yeah. like a more casual Pikmin with no time, mm-hmm. no, no yeah. time limits. Yeah, awesome. I, I love the heck out of that game. Like, yeah. and I, I want to see the, I just got to the Mantis world. Um, so like, you know, we're just, uh, we're taking it easy. Like we're having mm-hmm. some fun. Like, I love it. Like the fact that I don't have to sit there and stress about time management while my son is like looking through the map and looking at everything and like looking at what the bugs are doing and, you know, looking at the world and, you know, just scouring the map for everything. Like I don't, I don't even have to do anything. My eyes suck. Like he, and, he just sit and, there. He'd be my eyes. And the draw distance is so good that game mm-hmm. where it's like oh i can see all the way across the map and it's in detail it's not pop in and all that stuff uh my favorite my favorite maps though in in tiny can were the amusement park and the kitchen those were probably my two favorites so nice you've, you've got some good ones in front of you yeah, that was like another one of those games where like I didn't really know like where I had to go to like upgrade my character because there were a couple spots where like they were like you need two bubbles to get over to like the mm-hmm. halogen lamp, and I only had one, and I was like, okay, well I guess I'll just complete the level, and I you know I guess they'll let me go back to kind of clean up the stage, and then I went back, and then there was a guy who was just like, oh yeah, give me your pollen, like I'll give you like a bubble power up or whatever, and then. I was using my binoculars by chance and I saw like on the, uh, you know, in the record room or the, the room where the music is playing, like there's a dude on the floor, like right by the, like the steeple, like church place. And like, he does the pollen trade in too. And he'll give you like also power ups for your stuff. So I was like, Oh snap. All right. Like made things a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess exploration is part of the fun of that game. So I'm all for it. Yeah, just go around and talk to everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, my son wants me to talk to everybody anyway, so it's going to happen. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Jess? Um, So the only thing besides uh, Proteus that I had been playing is I played a little bit of uh, Shovel Knight Dig mm-hmm. that just that? came out. It, it's fun. Um, it, it's it's, <laughs> it's that, that was very... Uh... That was very uh, non-committal. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's because it's one of those things where it's it's fun. I don't know if it's like a hundred percent for me, but it's like I was getting frustrated at times. But it's not because it's because it goes by so quick. Because so it's a roguelike, but it's not. It's kind of like Binding of Isaac, where it's like each stage is like you're gonna start like basement one into basement two into seller one into seller two so but then there's a different boss each time where this one it's the same kind of stuff where it's like you have whatever it's like mushroom area it's like you have mushroom area one two three and then you'll always have like the mushroom night or whatever like fight and then you go into 
the whatever under whatever thing one two three so it doesn't change certain elements about the levels change though like the boss rooms like the layout will be like the boss will always be the same and have the same move sets and stuff but like the way the room is set up will be different and the levels themselves the one two and three are different like it has different versions and stuff that i don't think it's all random generated i think it's just random preset versions of those rooms that it's like you but you have like like five different ones of mushroom one or whatever that might happen and stuff. So you could get any one of these five or whatever. And you have these like golden gears. There's three golden gears throughout each of these sections for you to collect. And when you get to the bottom, the very end of the level and stuff, depending on how many of those you got, if you got like one, it'll give you some gems and like an apple. If you got two of them, you get a lot more gems and you get like a little ham hock thing to help refill some of your health. And then if you got all three, this thing opens up and then you get to choose either you get this big turkey dinner thing that's going to completely refill your health or there's a mystery artifact thing that you can hit that and it'll give you like a random like power up or whatever for you. And it's a lot of fun. It's just it, there's like such a learning curve to it because a lot of stuff happens really quick because you're basically like it's almost like Dig Dug. So normal Shovel Knight is like a Mega Man-ish, like 2D kind of platformer where you're going around doing whatever and you dig. This one is more like Dig Dug where you're constantly going down, but you're still, it kind of controls like normal Shovel Knight where it's like, you know, you can attack from the side and stuff, but you're constantly like holding down and you're kind of like doing like links, like down sword move, but with your shovel going down and it's like, oh, you hop on enemies and do whatever. And they encourage a lot of that. But there's times when it's like you're falling down that you get put into very precarious situations where it's really easy to get hit. And there's been a couple times where it's like, oh, like there's these sand things that, you know, you hit that you need to hit this and go left. But once that's gone, there's spikes under it. So you need to be moving because if you try to do that again, now you're going to fall on the spikes and get hurt. And there was times where because of the height difference of something, it's like, oh, you fell on the spikes and got hurt but I can't just jump out and then get like up and then go. So I get kind of stuck in the spikes and then it's just like, well, this runs fucked. And then I just like kind of die there. So <laughs> that, that kind of frustrates me in the level where it's like, because you don't have all the information and because you're constantly falling and you're like being attacked by enemies and stuff while this stuff is happening, it's hard to, you're like, oh, well, I need to fight this stuff. But then at the same time, you're trying to like study the level like, oh, like, what do I need to do like really quick on the spot? And it's like you can't do both successfully at the same time. So it's like either you're going to just move really quick through the level and do what you need to do and miss out on secrets or do whatever. Or you're going to sit there and kind of take your time, but you're going to have to fight stuff. And then you could potentially like end up in a dangerous situation because of that. And it is nice though. Like, I mean, it has like some kind of forgiving stuff where once you have enough gems and stuff, when you die in a certain area, like once you get, if you get past the mushroom area to the next area, if you die in that next area, if you have 400 gems or whatever, instead of having to start at the mushroom area from the beginning again and go through all of it again, you can pay the 400 and just restart at the beginning of that next area instead of having to go all the way back. But, you know, it requires you to have that much money like saved up. So then like, you know, once you run out, whatever, you might want to do a couple runs just to accumulate a bunch of gems and stuff like that. Even if you know it's going to be a bad run, you're like, dude, whatever, just try and get as much money as I can out of this. So then because money carries over and stuff between runs. So it's like, I'm just going to try and accrue as much money so that I can get a nice little nest egg saved up so that once I do have a good run, 
and get to the next area and stuff, I can spend that money to constantly keep trying in this area versus like having to do it over and over and over again. So, but graphically, like, you know, it's like pixel art wise and stuff. The uh, yacht club, you know, does really great pixel. Like it's gorgeous. And, you know, it's an interesting concept. Like I like the fact that they're keeping the shovel Knight kind of franchise fresh by like trying different things. Like I know they did kind of a, uh, cadence of high like cadence of high rule crypto necro dancer style game and stuff with shovel knight so i like that they're keeping the franchise alive and like branching out into kind of doing the shovel knight that shovel knight god damn it a steam world dig kind of thing where they're trying like different styles of games but with like the same property and stuff i like that that's what they're doing with the franchise and you know it, it's fun but i was i was hoping it would be more of like a steam world dig kind of game yeah but. yeah see steam world's a lot slower and more methodical yeah. in that and stuff which is why i like steam world that's kind of what i thought too is i was like oh you know i really like steam world dig one and two and stuff and this is more like because of the fa- more fast like paceness of it and stuff that's why you know like shantan like that's why i didn't like pikmin because of time limits and whatever and feeling like i like mm-hmm. i in my old age i like to be able to take my time a little bit more and stuff without feeling like i'm having to be like rushed through it and stuff so that's why it's kind of like eh, i might play it like a little bit more and stuff but it's one of those where i don't think it's some i'd rather play proteus or tinykin or whatever over it so uh the the last thing i i didn't mention that i played but shannon this might be of interest to you Hmm. uh having having a child the same age as mine uh paw patrol grand prix got released (laughs) on game pass and uh it's an awesome like my first mario kart game like it actually plays really well like the tracks are kind of fun it's a game you can play with your kid and not hate life you know (laughs) Because, uh, like, she's tried the Sonic Racing game and Mario Karts, and they're just a little too complicated for mm-hmm. her. But this one, it it's really pared down. And as long as you can take Hearing Rider, you know, like, it, it's okay. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's one to play with the volume turned down a little bit. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, if you got little ones that you're trying to get into those type of games, you could do a lot worse. So... I mean, Garfield kart racing exists. So, you know. <laughs> um, also, did you see on Just- uh, Justin? Did you see on Game Pass they re- dropped a Nino Cooney remastered? I did see that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even uh, know they were making a remastered of that. Well, it's weird because like uh, it's the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I want to say that's the version that's on Switch. I just I don't know if it just came to oh, Game Pass okay. or not, but I think it's the same version that came out on Switch a while back. Yeah, it just dropped. On I have Game... this. It just oh, dropped on Game Pass like uh, two weeks ago, I think. But yeah, I saw they also dropped uh, the Telltale Walking Dead season one and two on there mm-hmm. as well recently. Man, that first season was so good, so good. Ugh. Heartbreaking, but it was great. <laughs> uh, so, shall we move to uh, spoiler time? I hear some sirens. Uh, I think we're entering Silent Hill, gentlemen. Um, okay, so She Hulk. That was a banger of an episode. No pun Dude. intended. Um, Shannon, are you up to date on it? <laughs> Negative, but go ahead. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not worried about it. 
Like Dude. as I was as I was telling Justin before the show, like I have enough time in my week to either play video games or watch TV. So it's it's I played a lot of video games this week. You get you, that's where you get my input this week. Not so much on the TV. Dude, we got our boy Maddie Murdoch. This episode, yeah. oh, yeah. oh snap! Yep. Oh yeah, we got him, and he was uh, he was a beast, and he was fantastic. Like... Yeah, he was amazing. I I love their chemistry. The entire yeah. them going back and forth with each other was fucking hilarious. And and you know what? It's funny because I was really in, I I still enjoy the prior episodes of She Hulk for what they were, which was kind of a you know a, a sitcom essentially, but the introduction of Daredevil cranked up the like comic book action aspect so high that it 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 almost felt like a different show in in at moments in this especially when they're doing the like hostage rescue thing uh where they're going to get the designer and it it just ruled like it it was so awesome seeing matt murdoch in a hallway just beating the piss out of people again and you're like yes yes give me all of this now, did he have his traditional red costume, or was it the the actual like costume of the helmet that you saw in the the box at the designer's place? It was the box one. It was a mix of it's like a yeah reddish kind of gold. Which she makes fun of his costume, which is pretty. She's like, "Yes, yeah, is the guy in the ketchup and mustard outfit out here?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we get to see her outfit for the first time, like the actual like superhero costume outfit that the designer made for her. And it, it's fine. It's kind of nondescript, but uh, it was, it's like, I guess it's actually like the original Daredevil costume, the yellow and red one. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little toned down because the original one was a lot more yellow. This thing kind of yeah. went with more like a darker gold kind of color, but I thought it looked really good. And I thought it looked really badass when they were in the building with the blue lighting. Yeah. It's a yeah. dude when he, that was such a fucking wallpaper when he's standing at the end of the hall, like when the three dudes come there and he's just like standing there and then like looks up and then they do like basically like, oh, you like season one Daredevil hallway scene? Yeah. Here you go. And he just like <laughs> starts fucking beating the shit out of like all these guys coming down the hall. No, and his I new did. little cane thing. He's like looking yeah, around everywhere, like cool. bashing heads in. Though I did love how they set up like the callback to the hallway scene where it's like these guys get the shit kicked out of them and call for backup. And he turns around and there's like eight more dudes right in the hallway and they all start charging towards him. And right when you think you're going to get the like, okay, season one hallway fight again, Jen just busts through the floor, drops a ceiling on all of them. And it's like, okay, can we go? (laughs) It's really funny. Yeah, that was funny. I also really like, uh, when her his she hulk and daredevil fight because she doesn't realize it's matt murdoch or when they're first fighting she's like i'm gonna whoop your ass she's like throwing fucking nissans at him and shit and he's like jumping around <laughs> everywhere she's like i'm gonna whoop your ass and he's like standing there and he's like yet my ass remains unwhooped and he's just like so fucking <laughs> sassy to her and such a dick and she's like i kind of like this guy like as she's like breaking the fourth wall and stuff like when he's just being a fucking prick to her it's so good <laughs> and then so uh jen and matt hook up through the course of this and uh you get the hilarious visual afterwards of daredevil doing the walk of shame away from jen he's just like first thing in the morning he's in full costume but he's carrying his boots just walking down the street <laughs> he's, whistling, he's just like yeah. like just living his best life so good <laughs> yeah i love that i also like when uh she finds out 
that he's met Merrick. She's like, wait, you're pretending to be blind? She's like, isn't that a crime? He's like, no, no, I am blind. But she's like, wait, then how can you see? He's like, I don't know, it's kind of, she's like, kind of like a bat. And he's like, yeah, I guess. Like, whatever. Like, let's just, I'm not going to fucking explain it to you. But and then, let's go. And he's like, essentially, I just hear really well. I don't know. Yeah, Shut up. I have super hearing. And, and then, <laughs> so they're on the roof trying to decide, like, how they're going to attack it. And he's like, no, we're just going to go in and pick them one off one at a time. Like I've done this a million times. And she's like, well, look, why don't I do what I do? He's like, you don't do anything. You don't do this. Like I do this. You don't do this. And she's like, well, how about we just use the person with actual superpowers? And he's walking away. He's like, uh, super hearing. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but then the end of the episode, uh, the intelligentsia strikes at the female lawyer of the year thing. And, Jen completely rages out, rips the building apart, um, and goes after the guy filming it. Except when he she catches him, she's surrounded by police and onlookers and everyone going like, oh shit, the Hulk is hulking, and uh, ends up dropping him, and he runs away into the crowd, and then she's surrounded by cops. And that's how the episode ends. So... I'm kind of curious where it's going. I mean, you got to think that guy Todd is involved. They brought him back way too many times at this point. Um, I did like her fourth wall breaking where she's like, I feel like the episode ended. Why is this episode still? Oh, oh, wait, we're going to the gala. Oh, is this almost the last episode? Because this is where they build up to like something else. But is that something else going to be like a Red Hulk? I love the Red Hulk call, call out, by the way. Yeah, and then when her assistant comes in and she's like going to get her dressed up with makeup and has the makeup brushes like Wolverine, and she's like, "Shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she like jumps out from the room with like. Hey guys, it's your boy. You know, Zach uh, got a little excited there when we were talking. Daredevil blew his mic up. Uh, <laughs> we're not we're not going to subject you to the sound of since uh, his mic's not working, the not as fun-sounding mic. So we're just going to end it there. Daredevil in She-Hulk was great. One episode left. Kind of sad to see it end, but, you know, hopefully it's going to end on a high note. We'll maybe get Baby Hulk at the end. Who knows? You know, and, uh, but... You know what, guys? I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, hopefully, uh... We'll be able to get Steve on next week. We can have some uh, spooky talk. We can talk about that new Hellraiser movie that came out. I know I was talking about it in the Discord. If you've seen it, why don't you head on over to Discord? Let me know what you guys thought. I thought it was really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, while you're at it, why don't you give us a review on uh, Spotify? Let us know uh, how your boys are doing. And uh, I hope you're ready, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Atlanta got screwed. Uh, but yeah, go and be great. I am a Cenobite. <laughs> <laughs>